Hello again, and welcome to this week's episode of the On Stage Colorado Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Miller, and in this show, we're going to be talking to Maru Garcia, who's the driving force behind a brand new theater company operating out of Wheat Ridge. The Wheat Ridge Theater Company has a comedy called Ten Pin Alley that's being staged at a restaurant over there in Wheat Ridge, so we'll hear about that, as well as Maru's background and upcoming shows for Colorado's newest theater. So that's coming up a little later in the podcast. We've got a couple of new reviews on the OnStageColorado.com website this week. Reviewer Jane Reuter went to see Brad Zimmerman's one-man show, My Son the Waiter, A Jewish Tragedy, which is playing at the Lakewood Cultural Center. In her review, Jane wrote, The joy in this autobiographical production comes not just in the jokes, but in actor-comedian Zimmerman's natural ease in telling a joke, his near-constant movements around the stage, which help illustrate his stories and keep the audience's attention, and the range of emotion packed into this short, very personal show. Enhancing it all further is Zimmerman's thick Jersey accent, his ability to lovingly mimic his mother and deceased father, and the way he pulls the audience into the show. Consider this a warning for latecomers and those who favor the front row. Great. Well, uh, the show is running at the Lakewood Cultural Center through August 25th, and you can read the whole review on our website, onstagecolorado.com. I've also got a review of Chicago by Family Theater Company on the site. Uh, This is playing at the Studio Loft at the Denver Center. So Family is a company for actors with disabilities, and this is a first-rate production that really entertained. From the opening notes from the live band, helmed by music director and pianist extraordinaire Donna DeBersini, this cast came to throw down and deliver an inspiring, gritty, funny, and rather naughty performance. The show runs through August 25th, but I think it's mostly sold out, so keep Family in mind for the next time they've got a show up. They do great work. And if you missed it, you can listen to our podcast from last week where we interviewed Family's Artistic Director, Reagan Linton. It's a great, great conversation we had with her. I also got out to see Equinox Theater Company's production of the Great American Trailer Park Musical playing at the Bug Theater in downtown Denver. So this is a fun show, a little rough around the edges, but quite well done. In my review, I wrote... Director Deb Flomberg-Rollins extracted every bit of comic and emotional juice out of this show by David Niels, and she did a great job managing all the dance and movement within the limited confines of a stage crowded with three trailer homes. The backing band, never seen but backstage, is quite good, and they kept things moving musically almost nonstop. This cast is all in with their performance, really giving it their all. There's not a weak link in the bunch, and they handle the mix of low comedy and heartfelt pain with style. And made for a show that's both ready and willing to cruise the gutter for laughs, but also up to tackling matters of love and loss with authenticity. The Great American Trailer Park musical runs at The Bug through August 31st, so go see it if you can. And dress light. The Bug has no AC and it can get a little warm in there, although they do hand out fans. On season announcements, we got an email this week from Open Stage Theater Company in Fort Collins about their upcoming season. It's a mix of familiar stuff like Every Brilliant Thing and The Full Monty, some older plays like Neil Simon's Rumors, which yours truly was in many, many moons ago, and a few others like Men on Boats, which has been uh, mounted a few times recently in Colorado, Constellations, and Ken Ludwig's Sherwood. Uh, this last one I haven't seen, but Ken Ludwig is a pretty reliable comic playwright. He, uh, he he wrote Lend Me a Tenor and Moon Over Buffalo, among many others, so looking forward to seeing that one. The Onstage Colorado Review crew is busy lining up shows for the fall, and there are a lot coming out. Wow. Uh, in the next few weeks, we'll be at the Never Summer uh, at Theater 29, the musical Once at Miner's Alley in Golden, Passover, which opens the season for the Denver Center Theater Company, and Miss You Like Hell, the season opener for the Aurora Fox. Quite a few others, so keep checking our site and be sure to subscribe to our newsletter, which you can do from the homepage. Okay, let's have a quick whip around to see what's new on stage in Colorado. In Colorado Springs, The Kiss, the Circus of the Night at Millibo Art Theater, runs through August 24th. 
At the ENT Center, it's the Mountaintop, which is a uh, Martin Luther King uh, show. It's uh, running August 22nd through September 8th. And at the Pikes Peak Center, uh, two nights, August 15th and 16th, it's Oddville. In Creed, Creed Rep is uh, wrapping down their season with Hazardous Materials, runs August 16th through September 13th. Inessa's Park at Stanley Hotel through the end of August. It's Mysterium, an evening of enchantment. It's a one-man show. In Evergreen, the epic comedy improv is being done by the Evergreen Players on center stage August 23rd through 24th. In the Denver metro area, the Great American Trailer Park musical, which we just talked about at the Bug through August 31st. The Source Theater Cabaret is at Sioux Teatro in Denver, August 19th. Mixed Taste at the Denver Center, the tag team lecture that's going to be on August 21st. Suicide Lies at the Source Theater, uh, also at Suteatro, August 22nd through September 2nd. And Never Summer, uh, it's uh, done by Feral Assembly. And that'll be at Theater 29, August 22nd through 31st. In Grand Junction, morning, noon, evening, night at the Moss Performing Arts Center, August 23rd through 25th. That one's notable because we get very little um, theater information from Grand Junction. There's, uh, you know, there's stuff going on at Mesa University, but I don't know that there's a, an active theater going on out there. So, if anybody knows anything more about Grand Junction, let me know. Uh, in Longmont, today, tomorrow, and forever, celebration of Patsy Klein at Longmont Theater Company, August 17th through 26th. And in Silverthorne, every brilliant thing, Lake Dillon Theater Company runs August 16th through September 15th. And in Wheat Ridge, it's Ten Pin Alley, Wheat Ridge Theater Company, which we're going to hear all about here in a minute, at the Alma Restaurant, August 21st through September 11th. There's tons of other shows running all around Colorado, and you can find it all on our website at onstagecolorado.com. All right, let's switch gears now and hear the interview I did with Maru Garcia, whose new Wheat Ridge Theater Company is kicking off their first season with that Ten Pin Alley show we just mentioned. Here's the interview. Okay, we're on the line with Maru Garcia, who has just started a new theater company in Colorado. It's the Wheat Ridge Theater Company, and I'm going to go ahead and assume it's in Wheat Ridge. So, um, and Maru, can you tell us a little bit about uh, how uh, how this company got started? Yes, so the company actually is in Wheat Ridge. The office is in Wheat Ridge, but we will do shows all around the Denver metro area. And it has started because I have had for a few years the each to have a theater company again. I ran a theater company in Westminster from 2009 to 2013, 12, 2012. So I wanted to do the same again with um, with different shows and different um, audiences, of course. And I noticed that in Whitridge there is not much theater. So I wanted to to bring um, theater performances to alternative spaces. So we're trying to do performances, not exactly in a theater, but in a restaurant, in a park, in a cemetery, like different things. Okay, that sounds great. Uh, now, so where? Uh, what was the theater company that I had before? Was that in Denver as, as well? Or Denver area? It was in Westminster, yes. Westminster, and it okay. was the, the 73rd Avenue Theater Company. All right. So um, there's you. Are you the artistic director, the executive director, or both directors? <laughs> I am both. I am the executive <laughs> okay. director, the artistic director, the producer. I am both. I have right. a group of uh, four other uh, people that help me, and we help decide on what we're going to present and 
what is our time frame, if it's viable or not, um, and uh, hopefully they will direct too. So it's um, a combination of talents. Okay. So tell us, what are some of the components that you need to put together to start a theater company? Do you have to get uh, like a 501c3 or nonprofit, or do you have to even bother with that at the beginning, or, or what do you do? So as any business, um, as any business in the beginning, you do not worry with the nonprofit. That will be ideal, but it takes about two years to get to a nonprofit status. You will need a board of directors. You need several things that in the beginning is not feasible. So what you need to do first is um, register the business with the federal government and then start having a, you have to have a bank account, a telephone number, a website, register the business with the city, all the legal requirements, get a tax number, tax ID number, all of that with the IRS, and then you're good to go. You're going to start, um, well, launching projects and seeing where this goes. So so you have a few other people that serve as, uh, I don't know, kind of your backup team, your board of directors uh, in a way? I do. I have four other uh, mm-hmm. women, all of them very talented. I have worked with all of them in different projects, and they serve basically as my um as my conscience <laughs> so we bounce ideas off <laughs> we decide what we're going to present and um, some of them will direct a few projects for next year tell us why you thought um, why does every area need to have its own theater is it is it important that uh, that there be performing arts like kind of close close to a population and that's an easy question I guess but I, I, just to talk about like you know the importance of having uh, you know the theater in Wheat Ridge which you said didn't have anything really there now. In my vision, in my opinion, every community needs live theater. Live theater brings an experience to the audiences that we are losing because we are all in our houses watching TV and watching Amazon and Netflix. But live theater may, uh, gives us another kind of uh, experience. We can actually connect with people. It's um, something that we have right in front of us and makes us think. Um, I think that in every every community, every neighborhood, um, big neighborhood or every city should have a cultural performance experience that people can have access to. That doesn't mean that people from Denver won't come to see it in Whitridge or that people in Whitridge don't go to see theater in Denver or in Parker or wherever the theater is. It just means that it's... Um, it's easy if we start bringing theater closer. It makes people want to go more, especially people that don't like driving too much or um, or that may not be aware that this, um, they can experience it in Denver or they can experience it in Lakewood. Right. Yeah, it makes a sense. And, and also, I'm assuming you'll, you'll be trying to recruit performers and other and other people working with the theater in that community. Exactly. So it's also good for the actors if they are close to where the performance is. They love it. It's much easier. Um, I haven't I had 
two two of my actors right now live fairly close by, but I have two other actors that live in Lafayette and they come. One one lives in Lafayette and one lives in Fort Collins and they come to rehearsals and they will come for performances. But actors in the Denver metro area, we're used to travel. We're used to go wherever we're needed if we get the part, you know, because the parts don't come too often. So that is different. But audiences are not used to travel that much. So I wanted to ask a little bit about your background as a, a theater person. Uh, have you been an actor, director? Did you go to school for it? Anything like that? Yes. My bachelor's degree is in theater. Um, I have my bachelor's degree from Mexico City. I'm from Mexico City. So I started doing theater when I was 16. And then I was hooked. So I uh, continued my career as bachelor director. I am sorry about all those. <laughs> That's <laughs> okay. a problem with like, being on the computer, huh? Right. Um, and um, I continue throughout my life. So I have been doing theater for 35 years. I have directed and acted in, I don't know, about a hundred different plays, both in Mexico and here in the United States. Um, I, I think I'm a much better director than actor, to tell you the truth. But uh-huh. I love acting, too. And since you're from Mexico City, is that um, are you going to be uh, bringing some plays with some of those themes uh, to the theater? Absolutely. In fact, um, one of the plays that we're presenting at Red Rocks. So we have a play at the end of October and the author is Mexican. He was with me. He's one of the best um play writers in Mexico. He was with me in college and then he continued his career as a dramaturg and I translated the play and it's a play that has six different endings. So when the actors throw the dice, that decides the ending and we will present that at the end of October at Red Rocks Community College. Oh, that sounds wonderful. Um, Okay, well, let's talk a little bit about your first show that you have up now. It's called is it Ten Pin? Ten Pin Alley, yes. Ten Pin Alley. Okay, so this is this is a very interesting premise. So why don't you go ahead and tell us about it? Well, this is a wonderful play. It's a farce, so all, everything is uh, kind of humoristic. It's ten bowling pins that thread the the ball coming to get them, but in. In the play, there's each one of the pins has a different personality and all of them have like issues to discuss. So it's not, it's a very funny play, but within the play, there's a extreme social commentary. So we treat things like, for example, um, there are two gay pins. So how we see the gay pins. And of course, it's a cartoon. So they are portrayed as as a cartoon because it's a pin. And we also touch on things like racism and things like oppression. So it's very lighthearted, but it's very intense. And the play is um, written by a local play- playwright who is Jean Cato, and he has been wonderful in supporting us. Um, the play was done 10 years ago at Vintage Theater. I saw it, and then I had the opportunity to present something in a restaurant, in a Mexican restaurant here in Whitridge, and that play will be perfect. So I decided to go forward with it. 
Um, the actors are fantastic. I laugh a lot. It's a very poignant play, so you laugh a lot, but then you, when you reflect on it, you're like, oh, wait, what did they say? That's, that's nothing to laugh about, you know? It's one of those plays. And so there's the... Are there, are there in fact 10 pins or is it, uh, what's the number of pins? There are actually 10 pins, then one extra pin, which is the red pin, which thinks that will save everyone. And then the, then the character named Black Balls, which is the ball, the bowling ball that comes to get them. Okay. So that's kind of like the villain, huh? Exactly. Yeah. They are kind of me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. And so, uh, in, in kind of, uh, the alternate space that you're talking about, this is being performed at a restaurant in Wheat Ridge. Can, and what's the setup like there? It's theater in the round. So the play will be um, performed in the middle, obviously with minimal equipment, just a little bit of sound, um, no lights up, no lights down. We will use the costumes, but the, it's very close to the audience. So that way the audience can really see and feel what the actors are feeling. Okay. Well, that sounds like a very intimate, intimate performance. You're right there in the middle of it, huh? Yes. And I love doing theater like that. Many of my plays are like that. Like people are right next to, to the performers. I don't believe too much in the fourth wall, like the proscenium and everything. I love seeing theater like that, but it doesn't always work for all the plays. Right, right. And uh, can you remind me which uh, restaurant is it? It is called Alma Mexican Restaurant, and it's in Kipling and 39th. Kipling and 39th Alma Restaurant. Okay. And what I recommend if people are going is for them to go around 530, have dinner, have a drink, something, and the place starts at 7. So that way it's a full experience. They can sip on their drink while watching the play. Okay. So it's almost like a dinner theater in, uh, in a way. It's like dinner theater, yeah. But right. dinner is not included with the ticket, so it's two different things, you right, know? Right, right, right. And then, uh, so your next your next play is going to be at Red Rocks Community College in the fall. And, and what's the name of that one? No, my next play actually is um, a divulged Brewing Company. It's also in October, in the beginning of October. And that play is the odd couple, the female version. So it's a female version. It's a comedy. But one of the characters, it's a gay character. So one of the characters is a man. And it's the same script and everything. But the fact that one of the main characters is a man instead of a woman uh, changes the dynamic a little bit. So that is that is our next project. And then the next one, which is at the end of October, will be Shut Up and Let Me Talk. And that's the one that has six different endings. Okay, Shut Up and Let Me Talk. And Red Rocks Community College, do they have a theater there? I've never been. They do. They do have a theater program. The theater program is fantastic. They have a theater downstairs um, that is a, a full equipment theater. We're going to present the play in the students' den that it's upstairs because downstairs they are going to present Macbeth. So we don't have to conflict. So we have two different shows going on. And it's a fantastic theater program. Okay. And so you've got, so you got two, you got one show up right now. You got two uh, in the works. And uh, do you know what you're doing next year yet? Or is that still a work in progress? We, we do know what we're doing next year. We are starting. So we have five shows planned for next year. We are starting with Dead Without Burial. 
It's based on a play by Jean-Paul Sartre, and we're doing it in a photography studio, which is an alternative space, too. That comes out in March. And then for May, we're doing um, Sordid Lives. We're presenting it at the Johan Theater. For July, we're doing Idea ideation and we are presenting it at the curtain playhouse um for september we're we're doing lysistrata and we're still looking for a place and for november we're doing the shadow box and we're still looking for a place Okay, so we're talking just to be clear, we were talking about 2020 towards the end there. So you're you're already exactly you're, you're yeah. So yourself. we have every other month we have a play coming. Okay, well that's wonderful that you've got you've got the next season mapped out so so clearly already, and it sounds fascinating to be able to go to uh, to these different places. I was I was interested to hear about the the Diebold Brewery. Is that in Wheaton Ridge? I'm not sure where that is. That is in that is actually in Denver. It's in Mariposa and Thirty Ninth Avenue. Okay, and do they and have? It's a brewery. They have a little performance space on the back, uh, so it's very simple. It's just a little rise stage, and um, so the actors will be there. Our set is minimal. It's just the acting, but it's a very um, it's a funny play. It's a comedy. It's a typical odd couple. Uh, dialogue and everything right we're just taking it a little bit further with our approach all right well um i really appreciate you taking the time to talk with us and tell us about uh, the new wheat ridge theater if you want to find out what what's going on and look at the the uh show information it's a uh, wheat ridge theater and that's an re theater wheat ridge theater.com and uh talking to Maru Garcia, who's the artistic and executive director and uh, and also directing the shows, I think, mostly. Uh, directing the shows this year. Next year, hopefully not all of them. I will just be producing. Right, yeah. Or acting in them. I can be acting in them. There you go. Yeah, it'd be nice to find some other, some help on the directing side, so you're not always doing every show. Exactly. They can also call us at 720-244-5204. So if they have any questions, they can call us to that number. They can leave a message or they can send us a text and I will be happy to answer any questions. All right. Well, Maru Garcia at Wheat Ridge Theater, thanks so much for taking the time to talk with us today. Thank you so much, Alex. Thank you for having me. Well, it's always cool to hear of someone who's been able to identify either a, a niche or a geographical area that doesn't have its own theater. And we certainly wish Maru and the Wheat Ridge Theater Company the best. All right, that's it for this week's regular Onstage Colorado podcast. Thanks for listening. Tell your friends about us and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, we'll see you at the theater. Yeah.